in the neighborhood. Could you survive? Could you survive? Could you survive? Damn, that shit looks weird on that. How does it look on your... Could you survive? Could I feel like survive? I look bright because of the yellow, maybe? I mean, nobody told you to bring your Caltrans outfit. I know, right? It's okay. I brought my janitor uniform. <laughs> is that really... Oh, yeah, it is. Hello, everybody. Show me your haircut, bro. Okay, so I recently uh, went to a salon and I got this haircut here. You know what I'm saying? I got Lucky's name on the back, but you just can't see it. Well, you know what? Gangsters go to the barber shop. Gay fools go to the salon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got the plug. So. That's just the, that's just the way that shit works. Nothing against gay dudes. Yeah, yeah. Never anything. All right. Well, I think it's game time, baby. Let's get this shit cracking. I think it's game time. What are we doing right here? What are we doing? I really need a new song, dog. Well, let me get on the remix of Chopsticks. <laughs> I, I really need a new song. Even I. Should I just play, should I, should I just play an, in, an instrumental track? Yeah? yeah? Switch it up, just instrumental? Yeah. Let me see. Nah, that's too hard, bro, because I got to get into some other oh, shit. Okay. I got to dig it up. Let's just do it like this. Shut the fuck up. It's freedom when I speak. Shut the fuck up. It's freedom when I speak. Shut the fuck up. It's freedom when I speak. Shut the fuck up. When you need to speak, you need to speak up. Guess around the corner, get your hands up. Fight for your rights, time to man up. I don't wanna die, my babies need love. La 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 for my freedom. Yeah, 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 we don't need up. AK 47, soldier can hut. Educate your mind, no handcuffs. You wanna build a wall, this is war now. You wanna beat us down, you gon' get loud. These touchy ass cops need to chill out. COVID 19, get the fuck out. They tryna kill us all, let the smoke out. She tastes like a piece, but her mouth foul. Shackle on this bus, time to wild out. Sitting in the cell, this is my house. The fight for my freedom, homie, tell no lies. The slow fade, baby. Welcome to Hoodstocks on a Sunday, late afternoon, early evening. Shout out to my goonies. Love you, motherfuckers. Shit, this year just flew by. About to kill me a turkey. And I ain't talking about Casey either. Today's podcast is brought to you by Wavy Bar. If you would like to learn how this particular chocolate bar can improve your mental health, check them out on IG and TikTok at Wavy underscore bar, at Wavy underscore bar. No bullshit, man. These Wavy Bars there are no joke. They're bomb, 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 bomb. Today's podcast is also brought to you by www.50rags.com. You see this shit right here, my G's? Cop it right now. I got a few of them left. Uh... You know, what does it say right here, though? Hood Scouts. Hood Scouts, baby. You know what I mean? Some of us didn't make it to the Boy Scouts. Some of us just fucking, we skipped that whole fucking level, dog, and we went straight to the Hood Scouts, my G. You feel what I'm saying, dog? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. There we go. There we go. We live. We live in the chapel of the unholy. The Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. 
All right, my bad. Sorry about that. Today we have a very special guest, and she is not nervous. No, not at all. <laughs> Today we have a special guest, and we are trying to make her feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Damn, you didn't know you could come to the church, girl. I didn't know. <laughs> Out of Los Angeles College Prep Academy. Mm. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. Everybody give it up for Janet. Let's go, baby. Why is that low, bro? Everybody give it up for Janet. That sounds better now, right? It didn't sound like that before, huh? No, it didn't. Stop fucking with the I buttons. I haven't even touched it. You, you, you playing with these buttons too much, sir. You got sir. the wavy bar all stuck in there last time. <laughs> <laughs> So the wavy bar is uh, a chocolate bar that hel- it helps you improve your mental health. Um, it it actually it actually has a little bit of uh, what is it called? Psilocybin. In it. So, anyways, we'll talk about that later. Curious you know, now. no, but it really does. Like if you microdose, it really can improve. I mean, the big pharma does not want you to have the natural things that are coming out the earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're up in that lab making billions, right? And um, just by this little mushroom that grows out of a cow, Doogie, it, I mean, at times, I ain't going to tell you, I, I'll be real with it, it helps me, but I don't, it, everything is in moderation, you know? We don't, uh, we don't promote drug use here at all. We promote ways uh, to help your mental health. And if you're not up on it now, the future, if you, if you need the stamp and the confirmation, it's coming real soon. You know, but, um, you know, when it comes to like crack, cocaine, methamphetamine, like that does not help your mental health. No. That will destroy your life. Kids do not do that. Do not do that. But there are things like, you know, the plant marijuana, psilocybin, you know, the, the, the mushrooms and, you know, there's it's coming. It's coming. Some of it's already here. The marijuana, CBD. Right. I don't know if you study any of that. I have. You have. OK. It's probably for another another time, another podcast. Yeah. Okay. Podcast. Yeah. So Janet, um, you are out of uh, Los Angeles. Um, Los, what is it? Los Angeles College Prep Academy out of Northeast LA. Mm-hmm. You work there as a as the janitor. Yeah, as a janitor, no, cleaning the rooms and the floors. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm now the office manager, athletic director. Um, I also take care of the culture in school, but I actually started as just athletic director and discipline coordinator. Discipline coordinator. Yeah. So kind of like a dean. Like a dean. The dean of the school. This is a charter school. school. This is a beautiful school. It's a very small school. It's got a very, uh, man, it's it's, it's like a honeycomb hideout. You know, we just, I visited the campus the other day on something that we possibly haven't coming up, which I will keep you guys posted. Um, But it's a beautiful campus. How many, how many students does the, the campus hold? At the moment, we have about 50 students. 50 students. And these are grades from? 9th through 12th. 9th through 12th grade. Okay, 50 students. And so, I mean, how do you get into this school? Do you, do you have to get the Willy Wonka's chocolate bar with the golden ticket? No, no lottery. No, none of that. It's a free public charter school. It's a free. So any kid can go to this school. Is, is there room for, for enrollment right now? There is. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. We want at least 50 more to keep our class size small. Yeah. 
but yeah. And so, why do why do we not have full classes in, at your charter school? Many reasons. Um, uh, just you know, LAUSD taking a chunk of our kids. I mean, are they coming? Are they are they pulling up? In n- not like that, but it's more like um, we don't offer the hybrid schedule no more. Meaning Zoom class or being on campus. LAUSD did claim that they would do that, but it's more like they're transferring their kids to what's called um, uh, City of Angels, which is independent studies. Now they open those doors to elementary kids, middle school kids, which is so unfortunate. So, you know, we're hopefully by next school year, we have our chunk of kids. Slowly but surely, we are getting a bunch of transfers. So you're saying LAUSD is hijacking the kids because they have something that appeals to the kids more than what you guys have, so to speak. With with yeah. they, they, I mean, the kids don't want to go to school. They want to stay home and do the online classes. Is that what it is? Yeah, and sometimes it's not just the kids. It's it's the families. You know, maybe they're not ready to send their kids back yeah. on campus. You know, they're scared of you know COVID and and everything. But so did the COVID? Did the COVID? mess your guys' numbers up with it, kids? It did a lot. It did a lot. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have the hybrid learning online we class. Don't anymore. So the kids have to come to school. They do. Okay. Okay. I mean that can work from that would work for my family. No, yeah. It does work for a lot of families actually, you know, by I think December something, uh LAUSD is actually kicking it's not that they're kicking kids out, but they have to be vaccinated. So re- that's a number one reason why we're getting a bunch of transfers into our campus. Because you don't... You we don't, don't mandate it. You don't mandate it. We are not mandating and, and being the fact it's that coming from the state. You're a private school. A, we're not a private school. You're we're a charter school. Charter, public, independent. And because we're independent, we can literally... We have to follow state rules, but we can also create our own. So what happens when it's time to uh, graduate? Are, are you guys taking the kids to MacArthur Park to pick up high school diplomas? No. No, we hand it to them. <laughs> so it's a we legit plan school. How we, yeah, we plan okay. how, you know, whatever know, they want. I mean, you know, whatever they want for graduation. They want it on campus, off campus. We just fundraise for it and we make it happen. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's okay. <laughs> I got a bad sense of humor. You I'm didn't laugh. Dark humor. <laughs> dark humor, yeah. <laughs> no. I've been told that. Um, I'm just trying to lighten you up a little bit, you know, but I, I get it. You're representing a school, a charter school. Yeah. You can't play no games. No. But you are drinking a Modelo right here. I am. Shame on you. I know. You're a bad teacher. I'm not a teacher. Oh. <laughs> she's a director. She's, she's the dean. I'm not a teacher. She's the Don Dada. The, the dean of mean. No, the yeah. dean of mean. I'm, so they, I mean, so you know what, you know what I, I, I loved about our conversation off mic is the curriculum that you guys have there. Yeah. If I was still able to afford to live in my neighborhood, which I'm not, there's one, only one reason why I don't live in my neighborhood, because I can't afford to live in my hood. It's ridiculous. You know? Matter of fact, right down the street from your charter school was the last place that I lived at, was on Monterey Road right there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all full of apartments. Mm-hmm. I was living right on that street okay. like a couple years ago. But anyways, um, I would love to send my kids to your school because I... I it appeals to me, you talk about school culture, right? Or the approach, mm-hmm. right? And, and, I, and I love it. I love it. Like you said, you don't expel kids. No, we don't. You don't suspend kids. You don't give kids detention when they mess up. Excuse me. You put them in a circle and you discuss where we went wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Would you mind speaking so, on that? So going back, I'm not a D no more. I'm not into discipline anymore. I didn't like doing that. Back then Why? it was Why did the you tension like for everything. The tension because you're tardy. The tension because any little reason you're out of uniform. And after that, it was like, after a few detentions, it's suspension. If you did something really, really wrong, then it's expulsion. And that's like, how are we helping the kids by doing all that? But you're in a position, you're, you're in the, so, I mean, when you're in a position, you're in a position of power, but are you, are you told what to do and how to use your power? Yes. I okay. Was. So you so as of this year, all that changed. We have a new executive director. That's why we have all this positivity. I love it. Positive way to give back to our kids, you know, give them the help. That's Sit important. Sit down and hear them out. Yeah. You know, the way I see it is I work with these kids. Is this a man or a woman? Executive director? Yeah. Man. Man, okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the way I think of it is be the person you needed when you were a teen. So if you can think back, I mean, a lot of people have their stories of being a teen, you know, what you went through, what was going on at home. Everyone has a story. So I like to go about that. You know, if a kid comes and they're tardy and it's they're in a bad mood, I can't just, I didn't feel comfortable just giving detention. You know, now it's, Thank God it's all changed, and I can sit there and ask them, like, hey, what's going on? Like, do you live far? Do you need a ride? You know, well, what's going on? They all have a story, so. What was one of the, just, what was one of the, like, tougher stories? Are you, do you have, are you privy to share that, share it? I can without mentioning names. Yeah. Um, and if he's listening, you know, shout out to you, because he went through a lot. Um, one of the stories that actually put me in a position of thanking myself. I don't always give credit to myself for what I do and working with the kids was um, an underprivileged student that uh, he was just in a lot of mess in the streets, you know? He wanted out. They came looking for him. He came back to school afraid, telling me how, you know, he was worried about his parents and putting them in the middle of all this mess. Um... And then, you know, he was in the in and out of juvie. I worked with his probation officer. Um, so then he came. Funny thing is, it was my birthday about like two weeks ago when this happened. He didn't know. And I'm very selfish like that. You know, I, I just heard him out. And he came crying to me. And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, they want to lock me up. I said, but you haven't even done a thing. Like, what's the reason? What'd you do? Or, and I kept blaming him. Like, it's you. You did something. And he's like, no, wait. Like, I didn't do anything this time. I said, so then why do they l- want to lock you up? And he's like, um, just for, uh, what did he say? Just for protection. They want to protect me so I can protect my family. So they, they want to lock me up. Jesus. And I said, this does not make sense. Yeah. And then he went on with it. He's like, miss. Like, he felt like. It was just all coming to an end. And I felt his pain as he was crying, and I started crying with him. And he's like, no, it's like there's no God. There's no God. I can't change. I'm not going to change. I'm just going to become worse. I'm like, don't say that. Um, Once I calmed him down, I called his probation officer myself, and I told him, like, what the fuck? Why are you going to lock him up? For what? And he's like, how do you know? I'm like, he just told me. He just spoke to me. He talks to me all the time, and you know this. Um, so then I took, I explained everything to him and he's like, look, it's not my decision. It's the, you know, the judge 
decision in the end and I said well what kind of system is this he's a he's gonna be 18 in like two months so if he's in there and someone messes with him knowing that he has that you know that that mentality of just protecting himself I said he'll be you know locked up and just charged as an adult later on once he turns 18 yet he's trying to change his life I said so what kind of system do you have how are you helping him I'm still confused on why he why he would need to be locked up to protect. So they his came family. after him. The, People the, the that gang. he was, yeah, gang stuff, right? Yeah. So they wanted. So he got himself caught up in some with some Donnie Brasco stuff or what? It was pretty bad. <laughs> and yeah. so so he, they, they, there was another gang that wanted him for something that he did, and so the cops got involved and said, "Hey, check it out, little motherfucker. We need to lock you up to keep your family safe." You know. So it was more the. Yeah, the judge getting, you know, involved. And I get it, you know. But I just felt bad. You know, he's trying to change his life. Yet he's just obviously paying for what he did, but... But what did he do? Did he snitch on some fools? I, I think mean, just... I From what he told me, it was because he was just affiliated. Hmm. Where it's like, oh, they know where I live now. Now they want to come after me. And you were maybe he was at the wrong place, wrong time. Or I, I don't know. I you know, know what? Next time you need to call in a professional. And you can call in me. Call in me and I'll get to the bottom of these things. I'm just messing around. But like, hey, okay. I'm, no, I'm serious. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead. I'm, I, you know what I mean? If you ever need my, my help on something, I, I most definitely help out. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he got himself in a sticky situation. The cops are aware of it. Yeah. Probation officers are aware of it, obviously. And they say, you know what? We need to get this little kid inside before he gets himself killed. And his family hurt. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to protect him. And that's understandable. But if you, if they know that he's going to react if they mess with him, come on, they're going to be charging him like an adult once he hits that age. When, and he well, was about to turn 18, you know? So it's kind yeah. of like, he was just mad at the system. Like, they, they're not helping me. They're not helping me change as they're supposedly trying to help me change. And, I get you know? It. You know what I went? I went. I was in a. I went to East Lake Juvenile Hall Central, right? Um, and I turned eighteen in there, and then I got uh, transported to the Glass House in downtown LA at eighteen years old to fight an adult case, right? So I, I, I've been down that road, you know. But at that point in time, I was at a place where I was like, you know what? This is not on Janet. This is not on anybody. I get it. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to bring no harm to your family, you know. But you, you, there comes a point in time as a gang member, young gang member, where you got to take responsibility, you know. You got to take responsibility. And, hey, if you, you did some shit, you got to go deal with it, you know. Yeah. You go deal with it. Don't cry because you got to go to jail. Go to jail. Man up. Do what you got to do. Get out and don't ever go back to whatever you came from again. So that's the thing, though. He was in and out for years. So he already knew about that. So where he was at with me, it was, I want change. I want to change. That's where he was at already. You know, he was well, in and everybody out wants ch Everybody wants change when the cops are knocking at your door. Not everybody, but some. Depends yeah. on the way you built. And I'm not trying to talk smack. But I, 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 you know, even 
we got to, even as a youngster, you got to be still, you got to hold these, these kids accountable. You know, like, bro, don't don't come here crying all of a sudden because you got yourself into some stuff, you know, like, okay, what do we need to do? You know, what I mean, well, maybe maybe. Yeah, maybe it's best for you to go in there. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you need a timeout because there's been a lot of times if it wasn't for my timeouts in life, I would be dead. One thousand percent. Juvenile halls, prison. Saved my motherfucking life. Got 13 years in the penitentiary. Bunch of numbers, right? There's other dudes that got way more time than that. You know? It doesn't matter. I can tell my story a million times. I can be in the penitentiary, and there's a point in time where you shut the hell up about your story because this dude and that dude and that dude, you ain't got nothing on their story. So there's always, there's always worse stories is what I'm yeah. saying. But I'm just saying, sometimes jail is necessary. So with him, it's not that I'm just backing him up, but I knowing, it. No, knowing you're good. that you're he's good-hearted. been in and out, to me, it was like, okay, you've already experienced that, so you know. If he didn't, I would have been like, no, put him in. And I did this with with another kid. I would be more I would be more prone to protect the kid that didn't has hasn't been in there. But since you've been in there and you still ain't learned your lesson going in so many times, and now you come into me and you crying. But you weren't crying a week ago when you had your you doing your thing. Right? Hey, I mean, I'm just tough love, though, when it comes to no, me. No, I, I get it. You know? Yeah. I'm so tough So with love. him, he was able to, you know, change his life. Um, and he's in a better place now. Is he good now? He's good. Did he go to jail? No, he didn't. So whatever he did worked? Whatever, he, I mean. You helped. I didn't do much. It was up to the judge. Well, me, but. it's funny sometimes when a probation officer is going to pawn it off to the judge because the probation officer and a pro officer is the middleman. They you know what I mean? How does the judge know? The judge knows from the probation officer, the pro officer. That's the way the system works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You tell me what he's doing, and then I'll tell you what we're doing. That's the way that works. It's the way the system works. It's really easy, you mm-hmm. know? But I get it. It's not always fair. Yeah. It's not always fair. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not fair. Why? Because we're making bad decisions. You know? Why? Because the parents ain't raising the kids right, man. You got to put that little pit bull on a short leash, right? Sometimes. But, the, you know, it, it's easy to be the product of the environment, you know? But us as, you know, and, and this is easy for me to say at 44 years old. Because when I was a kid, I made all the wrong decisions. But one thing I did do is I manned up and I handled my shit. I did what I did. I said, you know, but yeah, it was it was a different time back then, you know, you know. I mean, I've cried before as a kid getting arrested, you know. Most of the times, because I knew the party was over, and I had to go in there, you know, <laughs> or I was on drugs. Drugs will make you cry because you're emotional, you know. Drugs will make you cry as a kid. You drug the hell up and you want to high, and all of a sudden you get in handcuffs put on you, you know it's over with, and there goes the homegirl happy and whoop de whoop whoop and all that. They're going with you, and you're like, oh man, I was about to hit that, you know what I mean? You know, and it's <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry, yeah. but I know the life, yeah, you know, and sometimes in those situations, the best thing to do is to man up and kiss that life goodbye and say, all right, we got to go do this now, and this is what I signed up for. I, I guess I have I might have a different perspective in looking at these things. And maybe, you know what, if I were to be a counselor for kids, 
You know, the best thing to do is to take them out, show them a better way of living. You know, that's where I would say it. Show them a better way of living. Show them the good life. So that's what we're doing now. And I, I don't mean to interject yeah. and like, no, 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 like rain on, 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 the, on, the, on what you're saying, because mm-hmm. I, I love what you do. You know what I mean? You're kind of like, you like the, like, damn, like these kids love you and trust in you. They, they can come to you and cry and, and mm-hmm. just like, damn, if I'm going to get that Janet. Hopefully she can help me out. No, but trust me, I had a few where it was like parents would come to me like, what do I do? I can't, you know, I can't control my son now. And da, da, da. See, there it was like, if he got caught up, you have to let him do the time. Yeah. Stop getting him out. You're not letting him learn the lesson. And I had to do that a few times, you know. And unfortunately, like they just, like you said, like they have to learn that lesson. Otherwise, I mean. Well, you said with the dude, what caught me about you said with dude is you said dude's been doing this. He No, he was in and out of juvie. Okay. Main reasons why, I honestly don't know. But I did, okay, so when I started advocating for him, I did notice that it was a different mindset. Like, he was serious. Like, he just wants to change. Like, he knew, I'm about to turn 18. If I don't stop now, I'll be charged as an adult. Yeah. And I felt that. Like, he was being honest. You know, I, I felt I could I could have just turned my back. But I'm not that person. That's so I good. did my part, and you know, once he changed, he even got baptized and everything. Like he's on a whole different road now, you know. And now he found me on Instagram, and he wrote me like this huge paragraph, like "You did your part. You you were there for me, and you believed in me." And I'm like, I guess it just takes one person, right? Like sometimes it does. Thank you, thank you. You know, thank you for doing what you do. Is there a lot of kids in your charter school that are dealing with that those type of situations? Not anymore. Not like before. And why? Um, I mean, obviously, we're just doing something different now. They so, can are, be, I mean, are you attracting a different be, type of kid, or what? Are you attracting a different <laughs> no, type of kid? No, I mean, even now, they all have their stories, but it's nothing major. I mean, I'm sure they can get out there and just, you know, ditch or whatever and get out of school. But now, with the, you know, the new curriculum we have going on, it's they love school. You know, I've seen. Why do they love school? Because I didn't love school. I hated school. And so why do they love your guys' school? Why do they love Los Angeles? Well, aside of their A through G curriculum, we have um, a better support system. You know, they, they see that we're not giving detention for any little thing. or We don't do uniform anymore. Their uniform is literally any pants that they're comfortable with, shoes that they're comfortable with, and any gear that we have. Okay. And that's it. Okay. You know, so back then it was like, okay, you're not in uniform. That's attention already. You're tardy. You're, that's, a, that's attention. That's so an, to that's them, a, that's an institution. Yeah. So to them, it was yeah. like, well, I'm already late, so I'm just not going to go to school. I'm yeah. just going to ditch. Yeah, that's an easy you know? call. And exactly. That's an easy call. Exactly. Shit. It's a party down the street. And then, was a unfortunately, that just causes a bunch of you know kids just dropping out. You know, so now it's like they love it. They love school and they're learning responsibility. Like all you have to do is get here on time. They get there on time. Um, back then, our doors, uh, class started like at 7.15. Now, gates open at 7.30. Classes start at 8.30. And to them, it's like, that works. I mean, I wish I had that <laughs> when I was in high school, you get know. But sleep <laughs> in, <baby. laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and then they get there. They get there on time. So that alone helps them. Aside of that, um, Wednesdays, we have what's called a Wellness Wednesday. So we... Um, we have community members come in and teach. Like I said, maybe one day you can come and teach, you know. I mean, um, after this podcast, you may not want me to come in. 
Why not? <laughs> you like, bro, you a little too rough. Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> you want to sit in a circle with these kids? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm actually, uh, I knit. Really? Yeah, I knit. My free time. <laughs> warmers. <laughs> I know warmers. I knit warmers. <laughs> what kind of warmers? It's warmers. Yeah. But yeah, I'd love to teach it. Yeah. Yeah. What is he looking at? What is that? He's looking this up is, warmers. This is, this is what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Yeah, he won't show that. Yeah, don't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And so, like, so what, what set you on this path uh, for just doing what you do? You know, were you raised in a, where were you raised at? Mid-city. Mid-city, huh? Yeah. How was it out there, raised out there? Were you, I mean, were you raised with your uh, both parents? No. Good family? No? No, no. I yeah. was, I mean, my dad wasn't around. Now he is. If he's listening, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> Um, no, I wasn't raised by both parents. I was raised with my mom, but mainly my grandparents, rest in peace. Yeah. So a lot of kids, a, a lot of uh, kids are raised with their grandparents. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a, I mean, I won't say just a certain generation. I mean, all generations, a lot of kids are raised with their grandparents. I mean, depending mm -hmm. on what, what kind of parents you got dealt <laughs> and yeah. you got dealt, right? See, the wild ones yeah. or, you know. And then becoming a parent and just being you know, let down a lot. I was like, okay, I'm going to become, I have to become a better parent than what I, what I had in my life. You got me? Like, break the cycle. Yeah. Are I you, break the cycle. You got, so you have kids? I have three kids. You have three kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good Which parent. Probably uh, watching me right now. Are they watching right now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout I'll out be, to my babies. <laughs> shout out to your babies. Shout out to my babies. Yeah. Well, that's good that I know that the kids are watching. Yeah. You know. But they know what I'm like, what I'm about. I had I had nothing from my baby, so <laughs> yeah. You're kind of like on the, you're on the, you're kind of like on the hood Howard Stern show, so to speak. I mean, we had a lot of different areas, subjects, but we like to have fun here. We like to keep it easy, keep it light, but we do touch a lot of serious topics, mm -hmm. and sometimes we can have a dark humor in these serious topics, you know. So. I, don't, I wouldn't consider this a, a family channel. Would you consider a family channel, Casey? I would not. No? I would not consider a family channel. So I have, I have a, a question. I actually want to know what an athletic director does. So when I played sports, I usually played the bench, so I never really saw the athletic director. <laughs> oh, man. What did you play? What did you try to Left play? Left bench, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you'd be good at the bench. You know, water boy. Water boy. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, what is like the job of athletic athletic director? Honestly, I mean, I, I have a couple of jokes, but I I don't think I should say them. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That's fine. Athletic director. I mean, we're we have responsibility for a lot. I mean, my main thing is keeping these kids on track with grades. You know, if you don't have the GPA, you're not even allowed to play. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, is that why you were benched or? No, I just was kind <laughs> of. I used to wear husky uh, pants for Mervins, and I wasn't the fastest. I but what sport why. were you in? Or flag to... football, oh. um, track and field, <laughs> soccer. Um, what else is there? Baseball, volleyball. You weren't even good at volleyball, bro? I wasn't tall enough. 
Hmm. I'm trying to think of what a good a sport you'd be probably good at. Like maybe you should have joined the miniature golf team. But for midgets, is it regular golf? <laughs> we don't host golf, but <laughs> I think it's just the mentality and patience, no? Yeah, like... Um, so, you so, ba- so you've basically been a failure your whole life then. Because look it, at you now. You're on Hoodstock's podcast, bro. Yeah, the Hood Howard Stern. I made it here. You did make it here. Um, so we could say... I would say athletic-wise, I was never, you know, never, never the greatest. But I could work hard. Well, so just so she knows you're not a total loser, bro. Like, tell her what you do for a living now, bro. Like, well, I lost my job because of the COVID mandate. So um, I have a GoFundMe. I'm trying to raise $150. That'll probably get me through the month. 150 bucks. Yeah, that's like a, a McDonald's cheeseburger three times a day. That'll get me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. So what were you doing before you got fired? I, I worked... <laughs> Yeah, it's tough for me right now. Um, I used to work in reality TV. Um, I was going to pitch my first show on Thursday, and then I got let go. Imagine that. Were you going to pitch your first th- show? Yeah, I was. What and kind of show were you going to pitch? It was just a reality show that I have with this celebrity hairstylist named Caesar. Caesar Milan? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the fucking dog whisperer. <laughs> Dude's a legend. <laughs> You should be. You should. You should be the. You should start a reality show called the Dildo Whisper. <laughs> Would you be the host? <laughs> hey, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I used to. I used to <laughs> oh my god. Lucky's looking for a lighter. Someone get Lucky oh a lighter, please. Because he took my last one, so now we're doomed in this studio. I only have matches, the old-fashioned way. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> at, athletic directing, right? I would, I, I, what do they do? I just know that they always hated my brother because my brother didn't have good grades, and they were always on his ass. See, that's the main thing we do. It's, so how we do you have got, to how, have the grades? We, and I, my system was checking them every Monday. And how do you check these grades? Is it just? A system that we have. Mm. And you just look for just Fs, and then you just like... No, I literally check every kid that's in the team. Ah, If they have Fs that week, they can play. Okay. So if it's like obviously a large school, then it'd be like definitely like a a laborious task, right? Yeah. Mm. So how long have you been athletic directing? Uh, Going for my seventh year. And how do, how does one get into athletic directing? Did you uh, go to college for this or? I didn't. Or? Honestly, it's all experience. Did you play sports yourself? No, I didn't. So you're like but me. I always had my boys into sports, and I mm. love sports. So I mean, so I watch sports, and yeah, that led me into <laughs> being an athletic director. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think being I thought I would think that it. If you were an athletic director, you would, uh, you know, be particularly good at maybe a particular sport, you know. But I guess it's just, uh, I mean, do you go to school to be an athletic director? Or is it just when a title? Like, you it's, know? it's just a title. But if you're trying to go major as in college and professional, then it takes a lot more, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. What is your, what is What kind of schooling do you have behind uh, what you're doing? Um, it's honestly just. 
Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. It's loud. Um, I honestly only went up to high school diploma and a few classes after that. Okay. I I don't mind talking about it, but I was that teen mom. So I had my oldest at 17. And once I had him, like I said, I wanted to, you know, cut those chains of parenting and all. So I told myself I'm going to take responsibility for what I just, you know, what I did, what I have. And I became a full-time mom at a point, you know, and I don't regret it. And even now, they're very supportive with everything I do. This is a CBD cigarette. It's okay. It's not tobacco. Just to let you know. Okay. And that's dope, though. So yeah. you, you've been able to, are you pursuing, is this a passion of yours? Like, is this, are you, I mean, is this, is this kind of a, did you want to do something different? Or is this a, is this, are you down the road that you wanted to be down with, uh, you know, schooling and stuff? You know? I do want to get there. Now that I know I'm more comfortable where I'm at now and what I'm doing, I do want to get there. I do. And so what's, what is the minor, uh, what is the majority in the school? Are they all like uh, Rasa, the kids? Yes, they are. Yeah. We have, I mean, we've had all races, but yeah, we have majority of, you know, what you call Rasa. And I mean, uh, are you, do you guys, so with that uh, being said, uh, do you guys teach, I mean, do you, do you got, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, what is your, what does your shirt say? That's a that's a shirt the from prep versus colonism. Colonism, right? And so that's that's your school shirt, mm-hmm. right? And what what would that what would that define? What's that written on your shirt? Pretty much what I explained in the beginning. You know, we're not the regular. Yeah, I don't want to say it again, but like anything like LAUSD, where they just you know have this whole system of detention suspensions expulsions and you know we we have something different here you know we 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 keep it real we we can hear all these kids out and you know we once they leave our school they're doing something big you know they find themselves i mean do you teach do you teach about decolonization and everything we yes we do implement that yeah okay and i mean what would be the first step in decolonization do you think i don't teach that one but what i do i mean so Going back to what we were saying, like circles, that's that's where we start. Yeah. You know, we, we get to know these kids one-on-one, build relationships with them. That's where it starts. You know, even if they're troubled or they have, like I said, they have a background in the story, like, it starts there. We can sit in circles and they don't feel awkward, like, I'm not trying to share my story with you or, you know. And it starts there. It does start there, but little by little, they, they open up. And this is what we're about. You know, if they go to another school, some bigger school, it's they're not going to open up. Yeah. You I mean, know, it's, it's more it, like they hide or they get lost. It's easier to. Or they rather not go to school, not even feel motivated to go to school. You know, so that's something that we're implementing into our school. Colonization. I mean, colonization is basically uh, when foreigners uh, come to your native land and they take it over, right? Decolonization is basically trying to figure out a way to get your land back somehow, mm-hmm. some way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's been happening for a million years and it's never gonna end. It happens in all, all levels of life. It's actually happened in this neighborhood right here, once upon a time ago, and this is kind of like on a different level, but 
it kind of uh, reflects a little bit. Once upon a time ago, this was uh, someone else's neighborhood. And then another gang came mm-hmm. and took over this neighborhood. That's another way to, way of putting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was a teacher, I'd probably break things down like that. But it's it's something that has happened for a million years. It has. And, and it's, it's not going to stop. You know, it's going to happen in one way, one form or another. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a point in time where we find a way to move forward, right? And, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that will forever, and I'm, I'm not talking smack, mm-hmm. but that will forever be stuck on history. And yeah, history is important, but I think the future is even more important. Yeah. So how do we move forward? You know, mm-hmm. decolonization, um, gentrification. Gentrification is a major one, especially in, in Northeast LA. Yeah. Yeah, in Northeast LA. You know, how do, how do we, I, I, I take it as a lesson. Mm-hmm. I take it as a lesson. You know, we, we, didn't, we didn't own nothing. Our roots weren't deep enough into the soil. What we thought was ours wasn't and the gentrification was a lesson of what of how to protect what's ours in the future you have to own stuff mm-hmm. you can't just be renters okay so how do we own stuff we need to get our residuals up we need to have better jobs do you guys teach uh i mean literacy and uh like how to manage money people skills life skills life skills mm-hmm. do you guys teach that yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think too many high schools. Are, I mean, the, the high schools, regular high schools, L.A., USD, is teaching you how to be poor or, or middle class. That's That's my, as my friend said, school teaches, teaches you to become a great employee. Yeah. Teaches you to be an amazing employee, right? Because when that bell rings, it's time to go to lunch. When that bell rings, it's time to go back to class. When that bell rings. We actually, funny thing, we just got rid of bells. That's, that's dope. That's another thing we're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important because we're just getting, we're just, they're just programming us to keep the world moving for the rich. They're keeping us down here with, with the curriculum they're implementing in public schools. That's why there's probably a lot of pe- wealthy people that don't have their kids in public schools. They might have them in homeschooling, you know? Yep. Well, I mean, what do you think is important at your charter school that you guys are teaching? I mean, what is the, what is the, what's the most important subject in school right now what, that we can get out of L- the, the schooling? Just if it's a charter school, if it's a public school, what, what's the most important thing we can get out of it? From any school, I would say... Math, reading, right? Yeah, you gotta know how to English, do English, math, they always see it as, oh, when am I going to use this? But it is important. It's very important. Yeah. Math is huge. Mm-hmm. Math, math is fucking huge. Why is math huge to me? It's because I, always, I was never good at that. You know, when it comes to numbers and I seen formulas and all this shit, I would shut, the, I would shut down. Mentally, that was actually my favorite. <laughs> my was favorite was my reading favorite. and talking shit. I was good at that, you know? But when it came to just numbers... Maybe like genetically, maybe my chemistry, right? 
when I, I don't, I don't know anyone in my family that they can say, oh, they're fucking brilliant at math. You know, I don't know if it's, or maybe it's none of that. And maybe we just haven't placed importance on that. And it hasn't passed down to be important. Right. I don't know, you know, but some people are naturally good at things. Mm-hmm. Were you naturally good with math? I was. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. So that's a strong point. It was more like, show me the formula and I can just, you know, figure things out. Yeah, it doesn't scare you. It doesn't it like. It did at first, you know, saying X, Y, and, you know, it did. But once, I mean, it was middle school. Middle school, that's where I started loving math. I had such a strict teacher, but she got my attention. You know, and that's how I feel. It takes, it also takes that right teacher, you know. Like I said, if you don't connect, then class is just boring, you know? You know what I'm good at? I'm good at, I'm, I'm not good at, you know what we need to do? One thing we need to do is we need to, uh, we need to minimize, minimize the number of kids that are in one class. If we are freaking packing kids in a class, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder for kids like myself to learn. Because I need a little bit of one-on-one, you know? I'm, I'm one of them special kids, you know? You need to hold my hand. You know, you need to walk me through this math equation, these formulas, these steps, you know, and I do so much better when I do it. But that's if the I'm gonna, number one reason why we like to keep our classes small. It just works better. It does. It does. Because you can focus on. So so if you have 50 kids at your charter school right now mm-hmm. and that's ninth through 12th grade. I mean, damn, those are pretty small classes. huh? But then again, it's not a big campus either. It's not. I mean, you've seen it. It's yeah. It's small, but it has a lot of space. It does. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, at your school, I know you guys are big on like decolonization. Mm-hmm. Now, are you familiar with the book uh, "Decolonize Your Diet"? No. So, it's a book that was uh, created by these two Bay Area pr- professors that basically talk about the whole, you know, decolonization of you know the it's Mexican American. It's like the Mexican diet, and it's like mostly indigenous based uh, food recipes that happen to also be somewhat vegetarian that will get your gut back into, you know, what you should be, you should be eating. So at your school, like, how do you guys handle like lunch and stuff there? We do what the kids still don't like, which trust me, I hear it all the time. But we do get, you know, vendors bringing us the food. But something that we open our doors to is our students are allowed to bring their food in. As in, I mean, once you get in the real world, meal prep. You don't like the food, meal prep. We store it. If it's cold cuts, they could eat it, you know, or we will microwave it for them. I mean, I'm cool with an old-fashioned fucking bologna sandwich. You know what I mean? Mayonnaise on both sides of the bread. Put a piece of bologna in that shit, and I call it good. I'll put some Doritos in the middle of that shit. I mean, is it safe to say fun and... Colonized. Yeah, bro. Obviously, bro. Yeah, I'm colonized, bro. I'm not walking around here. Bro, I got Nikes on my feet, bro. I got no cardboard sandals that I, I, you know what I mean, stitched in the backyard or something. You you know? Yeah, I'm colonized, bro. You're colonized too, bro. I know. I just got a haircut. Like yeah, I yeah been, at a salon. I had, I had that's, that's horrible. Well, bro. I had long hair for that whole reason, but then I just couldn't keep up with the long hair anymore. That's why you know what's crazy about it is you have this these the Aztec police out there, bro, that are acting like they are not colonized. No, you are colonized. You were birthed in a hospital. 
<laughs> you weren't birthed in a in a in a the forest or a jungle or something. I mean, like we can go on and on. There's levels. You brush your teeth with a toothbrush. Shit. You wipe your ass with toilet paper. Shit. Oh, you ain't colonized. Wipe it with a bush. Oh no, no. And that's when I draw the line. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's yeah. It's definitely how woke do you go. So I mean, if you could touch on the curriculum of how exactly you guys de. I mean, I know you don't teach the course, but, like, what are some, what's, like, the basic structure structure of, like, decolonization, like, uh, like... Well, we do a little bit of what you talked about, like, from the book, you know, we, we have gardening classes on Sundays, and, you know, we have gardening classes on Wednesdays as well, where they learn about, you know, how to just... You know, yeah, put the plant, seed in the dirt. Yeah, yeah put the and, seed in the dirt. And grow your own vegetables and what you what can you do with it? You, you know, know, people have decolonization messed up, bro. <clears throat> Let me tell you this, bro. Decolonization, bro, can be a, to be can be a way of finding how can we get some power back, right? And 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 we and decolonization doesn't necessarily mean overthrowing what took our land, bro. How can we coexist with each other? Mm-hmm. You know? How can we not have to work in the factory like and at the end of the day i think it's really just individually bro educate yourself bro you know what i mean you know educate yourself work hard i mean there's a lot of different things ways that you can decolonize de- decolonize your lifestyle and if i'm misspeaking then i'm hey i'm feel free to correct me because i don't know everything but i'm thinking about this at the top of my head we can individually decolonize ourselves bro we are not trapped in nothing, bro. We, you, if you are trapped, then you are trapped by your own doings. I mean, yes exactly. and no, because you're also trapped within the system. That's obviously what system. This a system where people are thriving. I mean, of course. I mean, people always thrive in every system. It wasn't like the Native Americans in in, in in Mexico were the only ones thriving around the whole world. This is 2021, my boy. There's got to be a point in time, bro, where we say, "All right, bro. Yeah, that sucks." We lost that war. Don't get it twisted, dog. The natives, bro, when these motherfucking Europeans were coming in, bro, and British and all these cats coming in, homie, they were slaughtering the fuck out these motherfuckers, bro. They didn't, bro, they didn't go out without a fucking fight, dog. They were slaughtering the fuck out these dudes, dog. Bodies, my boy. There's bodies on this land of these Europeans and all these other cats, dog. But, you know, at the end of the- they created the cult to kill Indians. The revolver was made- to kill Indians. You, you know the last you you know the last place that was that was colonized, bro? Janet? Africa. Africa. You know why, bro? Because they don't want to fuck with them lions and motherfucking elephants and I mean there was some crazy jungle shit cracking over there, dog. It was easier to come over here. I mean I don't know everything. <laughs> he said, wait, hold on, hold on. I might have just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> But I think Africa was the last place to be colonized, bro. Well, because it was it, that was that was rough terrain, my G. It's currently getting colonized by the Chinese. Yeah. Africa is? Yeah, Africa is. Yeah, Chinese are in there. And you telling me there's going to be some Chinese black motherfuckers around there? Yeah. No, yeah. That's crazy, dog. Yeah, that's ma- and that's going to be a dream for some of these Asians, dog, because they're finally going to have something to work with. <laughs> Right? <laughs> shit, that's a lot of years with shit getting sh- yeah. shit and all. But I agree, I, I agree with you on the point of, like, it was the past. How, how, how far in the past do we have to go for it, for us to let it go? 
at least to remember it and be like, okay, but to move on. And it seems like it doesn't. It, there's no point of time in 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 the current 2021 uh, scale. There's people, things. bro, that are stuck on the past, bro. No, I I agree. I agree. So like, Jenna, I mean, Jenna, how do you feel about that? Am I am I? Some people feel free to correct no, me. No, you're please. right. A lot of people are stuck in the past. I'm I'm one that doesn't like to touch the past. Honestly, past is the past, and you can only move forward. We learn from the past. We learn. You, yes. We learn where we went wrong. Yeah, we You're learn right. what we did right, what we did wrong, how we move forward. Exactly. Without history, there's no future, right? So okay, we learn what happened right here. Gentrification in Highland Park, Highland, Northeast Los Angeles, right? We'll speak on that because that's the area I'm from. During the gentrification, the community was weak. We lost our jobs. You guys lost homeowners, homeowners lost their, they couldn't pay the mortgage. You know, the banks were buying everything out, bro. The big dogs, you can call them the Europeans, you can call the white dudes, you can call them corporate, whatever the name you want to put on it, bro. They seen, you, they, they seen, they seen the enemy weak, if you want to call us the enemy, right? If you're in the housing market, right? You, Was it also gang injunctions as well that also played that? That ain't got nothing to do with it, bro. Gang injunctions has nothing to do with people losing their fucking house. Well, they bro. do because uh, uh, Sponto from Born and Raised, that's what happened in Venice. They, bro, check it out. I'm on the gang injunction, bro. Yeah, I know. But they, but they took as much as you could have saved your parents' house by being the next generation that was working, you know, to help them not have to sell it. That's basically what we're saying. You wiped out 18 to 25-year-olds. 20, but check it out, bro. Why was I on the gang injunction? Because I'm a, from a fucking gang, bro. I know, but you're still, but you could still, I can, you could I still can, work, though. You could still excuses. work. Excuses. Mm, I don't know. Are endless. Kind of facts. No, it's a it's a fact, but an excuse of why my parents lost the house. Huh? How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? What? When all that happened? Well, I'm 44 years old. Go ahead, look at Preston. All right. So no, with the gang injunction, uh, what happens is just just having those houses located in a gang area will lower the will lower the property values, right? So you take all the, the crime away, now you can raise the property values, and this kicks all the families out. That's that gentrification right there. It's happening like throughout many uh, areas of L.A. right now, Orange County. Uh, you lower the property values. Everybody buys up the property except our people. The black and brown people aren't buy weren't buying the properties when we should have. These uh, white companies were coming redlining. in, redlining. And all this, all this comes from the past. So everything that, that if you look at uh, the way we move from from the 1800s, 1700s, 1800s, all that affects us now. The redlining, the, uh, the Jim Crow laws, all that affected us now. So if you look at the 50s in Santa Monica, that's where all the blacks lived. It was a poor area. It was, uh, it was bad in the 50s. And so what happens is they, uh, there was no jobs for the blacks in that area. So they, they couldn't go out and get jobs. And so then they moved. Uh, what ha then they raised the property values over time, and the blacks had to move out of there. And so... That, that it all comes from all that. Check it out. I get, bro. All right. So let me let me let me say this, bro. Everything can come. I okay. Everything at a time like that, bro. Everything is basically kind of like, with better lack of words, weakening the structure, your structure, right? Like it doesn't help it. All right. So the gang injunctions back then, it didn't help it. But at the same time. What the fuck were gang members doing anyways, bro? They weren't buying houses, bro. They weren't paying mortgages. They were doing drugs and committing crimes. Why can I say that? Because that's what I was doing, dog. 
No, ab- absolutely. They were. That's they were. why I was on the gang injunction. It, it, it is hurting the community. Absolutely. But but it, it's something where. So you're saying if we if all if there wasn't a gang injunction, then all these gang members would have saved their parents' houses. That's no, bullshit. No, but you have you have people on the gang injunction. <laughs> Maybe some responsible good drug dealing motherfuckers. You so, know what yeah, mean? yeah, but take the ones. I was good at doing drugs. Take the ones on the gang yeah. injunctions that, that did time and want to come home and, and live their life. But now they step outside or they're wearing color or whatever, and then now they go back to jail. You know what, dog? I like your style, dog. I like it, dog. I mean, I like what you're advocating for, yeah. dog. And I'm not trying to shit on my own people or shit on myself, dog. But what I like to look at things is I like to look at it as in what I was doing and how was I benefiting the community? I wasn't, bro, at Absolutely. all. I'm gonna tell you this, dog. During so during the uh, let me t- put the camera back over here. Thank you, Preston. That's our photographer right there, Preston. Uh, everybody follow Social him. Social justice I mean? warrior, Preston. And Preston's amazing sometimes, dog. I'm glad that he's back. He's back from Texas. Uh, he was out there doing some. What were you doing out there, bro? Uh, he was uh, prost- protesting veganism. Veganism, yeah, that's what he was doing. He's a vegan. Yeah, he's a vegan. I was gentrifying Texas. Um, <laughs> so this is crazy. So during the time of gentrification in Highland Park, I was working for Eddie Electric. That was the actual name of the company I was working for. You know, I was trying to do good. I had a spot in the hood, you know, like I was juggling that life of doing good and fucking up. Right. And it got to a point with the gentrification that just work was horrible. Right. You know that, right? Like, everybody knows the work was bad. And so it came to a point where the owner was started working with me. And then next thing you know, it came to the point where the, the, the owner was, uh, his name was Eddie Dean. Dean Eddie. Dean Eddie was, was his name out of uh, Sun Valley. Shout out to you, motherfucker. Um, and it came to a point where he, Dean would be like, hey, I'm going to call you in the morning. I'll let you know if there's work. Right? Like it came to like first it was I'm gonna call you the night before and then it came to the point where I'm gonna call you in the morning and let you know if they're coming to work like it so was, it was get, like an on call yeah it was like it was getting bad and finally I just said hey Dean my G I appreciate you thank you for letting me just giving me work and trying to give me work and bop 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 and I said but I'm I'm good I'm I'm a bounce and you know what I did I started selling methamphetamine and I went to another world and that world was banging that the drug world during the fucking during that what was it called gentrification yeah (laughs) hey the working world was eating ground beef and noodles the gang world the underground world was barbecue and carne asada every fucking night it was crazy i opened up a deli in my neighborhood during gentrification on Aldama and York at that liquor store. I think it's called the York Stop now or something like that. I had the, I had the, uh, I had the fucking, uh, the meat market side. I rented the meat market side, badass spot. And I had my homies working with, I had my home, homegirl, uh, Loka working right there. I had my little homie, little droops was working right there. I had them working right there selling sub. I don't even know if we were making money, but I had money right there. I mean, straight up. That's what it was. The gang world, the dope world was banging, but the, the, the economy was fucked up. So I didn't, really, I didn't really get affected by the gentrification besides, you know, everybody losing the cribs and stuff like that. Because at the time I was balling. I bought a Cadillac. I had some shit cracking. Of course, with some rims, huh? Nah, it was, it was, you know, come on, You, you could have bought a house, bro. No, 
I could have not bought it. Maybe I could have. I could have, bro. I probably could have, bro. I probably, you're absolutely right. But you know what, dog? But the education just wasn't there. I'm a, no, I was just a simple-minded ass gang member, bro. I ain't thinking about a house. I'm you thinking said, about. Oh, I'm gonna make sandwiches. I'm, no, I'm not thinking. Of, <laughs> no, check it out, bro. You said me, that's bread. The, that's that's the I wrong. Love. No, that's the problem, yeah, bro. I didn't see the big. I, I was just a. You didn't see the bigger picture. I didn't see the bigger picture. You know what I saw? Yeah. I saw to the next day. Then I get to the next day, and then I think about how to get to the next day. You know what I mean? But really, you're absolutely right, dog. I could have put that money into a house, you know? That's why we got to teach the kids. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's how to deal with money. So is, is there is a money management cl like class part of the curriculum there? That's in the plans. Because, mm, yeah. That, yeah, that would be Definitely. really awesome. It's because, as we know, like, I mean. If you know anyone that can teach a community class Wednesdays, bring them along. Mm. And we so, do have a workshop on the 20th that might have a little to do with that as well oh, interesting that, that's really cool but it's more of just building yourself you know like you said um being self-taught you know mm. if maybe making music is your thing or i don't know everyone's different you know what about you can't what, judge them for what they want to do what media classes do you offer media we don't teach media right now that's my boy right there we were teaching um what was it uh uh, oh my god, I forgot now. This fool, this dude's worked on some big productions. Like teach at our school. This dude's this dude. Thinking what, about it right what are now, some maybe. of the things you've done, bro? You've done the Lego Masters. Lego Masters. I mean, he's done yeah. a bunch of stuff. Like this dude's in the industry, in the entertainment industry. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. I was like, damn, maybe I could teach some kids some things. You could, bro. You absolutely could, bro. Yeah. You can you can do a workshop. About how they can get into the industry, bro. Right? Yeah. Start there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the background to it. Yeah. yeah, it's like background. It's mostly just someone getting you in. No, I know. Any I know, resource I know. is I know. a good resource. No, I don't know, definitely. No, definitely. I can go Maybe there. we could build a resource. Maybe we could, I could build a resource where there could eventually, this is me just thinking right now, it's like, you could build like a, well, I guess it's kind of like what Staff Me Up is. But if I work with a couple of like production managers and then they look in this one website that, like it's for they would call you would be green, right? When you when you start your first job, you're green. You're a green PA. It means you don't really know anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about that right now. You that know, what, you know what I'd love to do for you guys. You know I mean, because we might be having a a, a very amazing Christmas event at your guys' uh, charter school, mm -hmm. um, which is going to be ooh, you guys. Is is it's going to happen? So we just can. Can you talk about it? Or you not can't? not yet, not okay. yet. But. Um, I know you wanted to talk about it, but we're just going to wait on that until everything just really locks in. Yeah, super locked in. And it's basically locked in, but tomorrow will be the day when we do what we do, right? Um, and we're still good on that, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but what I would like to do, bro, is I would like to get my union representatives, the organizers, to go in your school and show these kids that they can join the electrical union and own a house by like 22 years old, you know, 23 years old. They go, they go in the, they go in the union right out of school. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be awesome right now. Um, that would be a second one. The first something we have going on as well is um, a construction one where they can get into the union and just any, start making big bucks, you know. Any union is a good union. Yeah. Like imagine this um, with just with the high school diploma or a GED, 
you can get into a union apprenticeship, start you off like at 20 bucks an hour, do f- and you you'll get upgrades every six months. Upgrades are are, are raises in your in your in your money. And in five years, you will be making in the electrical trade, you'll be making damn near sixty dollars an hour. And that's your take home. But really the package you make is like a hundred dollars an hour because they put it they put money into your retirement, they put money into this, they put money into your health, you got a vacation check, like they do all this money management for you, and it just makes it easy for just like a knucklehead like me to be like, all right, I'm good. These motherfuckers got me taken care of, and that's what union does. I mean, I really like union changed my freaking life. I was working non-union before, and it was crazy when I was working non-union because I had this. This owner, he was a he was a fucking Jew, right? You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm half Jew myself, mm-hmm. right? And he and and all the guys, it was a company out of Sun Valley, no, not Sun Valley, uh, um, San Fernando Valley, and all the guys were like, oh, this dude loves guys that have families, you know? And I said, oh, is that right? And I said, well, if he loves guys, workers that have fam- employees that have families, then why do we not have insurance? And I said, health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. I said, why don't we have health insurance if he loves the guys with families? And I said, let me tell you why he loves guys with families. Because he knows that you're going to show up to fucking work. They're going to be committed. Because you have to take care of your freaking family. That's why he loves dudes with family, stupid motherfucker. You know? Yeah. So so that's non-union. And you know what? I'm not saying all non-union is bad, but I got into the union. And man, that that changed my life. You got a truck with rims. <laughs> well, that's how you got it. <laughs> truck with rims. This guy right here. <laughs> it's a truck with rims. What a dick. I mean, but uh, I mean, how do you feel this podcast is going? I know it's kind of like a little all over the place. It's we a little have... bit of everything, but I mean, I, I, that's how I am. I usually get off topic, and I can talk about anything. So, I mean, it, did you good. watch this podcast before coming on this podcast? I watched a few. You I watched did. a few? Yeah. Which ones did you watch? Um, of course, the Dwight Howard episode. Um, I felt like I could have done a better interview with Dwight Howard, but <laughs> no, I felt but like I, I love, was really rushed. I love because how he, he opened had a, up, though. You know, it wasn't yeah. just about basketball. So I I love that. You know what? So I, that's what I saw with your podcast. Like, you guys talk about, you know. Yeah, no, we talk about everything. And, yeah. Yeah. We, t- we You know what? So my the biggest numbers that we do right here is when it's like like homies from the streets. I mean, that was that's the initial bread and butter of this podcast. I said, you know what? I'm going to start this podcast and I'm going to have nobody's on here. I mean, nobody's in the in the like entertainment world or social media world. Mm -hmm. But there's somebody's on the streets. Mm -hmm. Right. Like these are dudes that, are you know, through some stuff. Right. And you hear their story and you're like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, you've been to that. And so because I always had these crazy conversations, like when I was in the penitentiary, you know, I'm in the I'm in a lockdown. I'm in the hole. I'm in a I'm in a, a crack house, a meth house. You know what I mean? And I would just have these crazy con- high as fuck, just having these crazy conversations. I said, you know, I just wanted to, I, I I I reflected and I thought about all these conversations I always had. And I said, you know what? I want to bring these conversations to a platform like this so people can hear them and they don't just see like they don't just see this guy with the bald head, right? You know, oh, that's a fucking blah blah blah. You know what I mean? I mean, we all judge, right? I get it. You know, and 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 but so the people, the public, right? The average Joe that they don't know, they just see they just seen a, a American me. They see men's the society. They seen boys in the hood. 
ah, they just fuck up, so blah, blah, blah. Like, no, there's a story behind these dudes. And some of these dudes are very intellectual individuals. Unlike myself, I'm just like, I think I'm fun. I just like to laugh and clown and talk shit, you know what I mean? But, but um, I, I work on my stuff. I constantly working on my stuff. And, and, and I try to inspire others to do the same. You know, like we need to work on ourselves, and it's never too late. It's never too late to to better yourself. Yeah. You know, educate yourself. I was just Step telling, out. I forgot who I was telling back here. Like, that's something I teach my boys, my sons to do too. You know, like watch after whoever you're hanging out with, because that's your circle. I might not know them personally, but at the same time, don't get lost in anything they might be doing or get caught up or, you know. How old are your boys? 2018. 2018. Mm-hmm. They're the good, the good boys. They are. That's good. You good mama. You raised them right, huh? Yeah. Is the is the, is the if you don't mind me asking, is pops uh, actively in their lives? He is now. He is now. That's good. We co-parent, so that's good. I think it was a better choice. To and co-parent, he, he stepped up as a father to be there for them. So. I mean. I mean, sometimes marriage doesn't work, you know. Yeah. And all I asked for was be a father to my kids and, you know. So you were married for a while and it didn't work out? Got I divorced. was, and I was married since I got married at 18. That's, that's tough. It is, it was. Yeah. It was. You, didn't, you weren't able to experience certain freedoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were seeing the world I spinning. I think for my, about me, it was about my kids, you know. So that was my upbringing. Everything was revolved around your kids mm-hmm. at an early age. So you felt like you were locked in an institution. I did. And you needed to get out of that. And now you're living in the free world. Mm-hmm. You do as you please. You do what you want. Yeah. After I had my daughter, and they're all from the same dad, um, she taught me courage. Your daughter did? Yeah. How? But it was like I saw myself in her, you know, little by little. So at the age of two is when I just made the decision of, you know, this isn't working. I can't be myself. At the age and of your kid, your daughter was two. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. On the kids. That was years. And it was off and on, you know, my boys and her, they're 10 and 12 years apart. She's only eight. Sometimes I have relations, I have problems with my girl. And, um, you know, you think about the kids, right? Yeah. You know, but. And I did that for years. Was that, a, is that a mistake? Um, you know what? The way I see it is. I tried for many reasons that when I, it's not that I gave up, it's that I started thinking for me and my kids, like, it's unfair to them to see an unhappy mother, you know? So when I made that decision, it was like, I I tried for many reasons. I tried for the marriage. I tried for my kids. I tried for my boys. I tried for my daughter. Then it was like, I can't, I can't, you know? And when I started working, it was like, you know, I got hired as an athletic director and to him, it was kind of like, wow, you have my dream job. I'm like, wow, you can't be supportive. Oh, he felt like that. Yeah. I mean, now he's he's great. Like, we're great. We're good friends, you know. But I mean, what was that's he, how it was, was back then. When you got that job, was he working at, like, a McDonald's or something? No, no. He has a good job. He works at um, Loyola Marymount. And, you know, because of that, my boys get free tuition. Oh. <laughs> Damn. So I'm like, okay, my daughter's only eight. Can you stay there till she goes to college? Hey, free tuition is better than free chicken McNuggets. <laughs> yeah, but he, if you were to, if you we were to bring him in the room, though, like he would admit to you that I, I did my part as a 
you know, then wife. Like, I supported him in anything he wanted to do. He was in he, the streets how, how himself, could, you know, and I encouraged him to, you know, and he said himself, like, it's like I raised him to be a man, so, you know? Yeah, so he, he could have salvaged the relationship, but he fucked it up. Yeah. Wait, I think all watch. women say that, though. No, he did. He did. He was in and out. And it was, I'm, I'm that type of person that's like, keep it real. If you don't want this, say it. Just say it, you know? And to him, it was like, I don't know, like he wanted it to just to be there, but still, you know, get out there in the streets and, you know, look for something else. And he was on the prowl. You know, like. He was sniffing around. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes we learn our hardest lessons, you know, through and mistakes, he, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, he can admit to all that now, you know, but unfortunately, it was just too late. So. I feel it. You know? Unfortunately. I have love for him. He's the father of my kids, you know, but it's just, it's not nothing like it was. I mean, sometimes do you see him and he looks like a, like an ice cream on a hot summer day? No. <laughs> I don't see him like Is that, that called anymore. a snack? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him like that anymore. No? No. Women are crazy. They'll grow past it. I think a dude will always be like, I think I still have a chance. No. It's just dudes. Dudes, dudes are built different, huh? I think they are. Fucking just savages. Just I mean, Fuck. <laughs> if I can share something. dogs, homie. My, my kids, my boys have caught him, you know, checking me out. And they're like, dude, dad, that's awkward. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, dude, he's like, those? he's like, moms can still get it. No, 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 no. Since I left him, trust me, there's been nothing. But I, I did put him on the spot. I'm like, where the fuck were those eyes when you were with me, though? You know, like that. That's done. There's no chance. There's no women are you know? women are made different, bro. Because it seems like some females, once they just like turn that switch off, that switch is just like off. done, bro. It's off, off. Yeah. At least they say it is. No. You're green out there. No. My light is uh, red. <laughs> well, you could be. But, well, it all depends because no. a person outside looking in be like, she says it's off, but look what she's wearing when every time he come to pick up the kids. No. <laughs> You're just like, it's like in the winter, you got a bikini on, like, oh, I was about to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So. You you brought some things for Lucky as a gift. Oh yeah. Can we uh, can we see these uh, these gifts? These gifts, I like gifts. Well, first of all, it's a replica of my sweater. I like your sweater. I told you when you came in. I what does it say? The prep versus colonism. I love this sweater right oh, here. Dope. And then it's a shirt with the same. What size is it? It's your size, Paul. My size, size sexy, baby. You said double X in shirts, but I didn't have any more. So good. these are. We got you extra small. These are one X, and these are just with the bulldog. That's dope. Dog. That's dope. I'm gonna hook my boy. Let's see. Right let's here. see that one. Uh, let's bulldog. See. Yeah, the bulldog. This one. is the mascot right here, huh? The bulldog. Mm-hmm. If I ever start a charter school, my mascot's gonna be the Pookie. <laughs> College Prep Academy. That's nice. dope. You know what I want? I really like. I really love what you guys are doing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Was, oh, wait, there was one. I have a, I, oh, shit. Oh. I, have a, I have a hoodie for you, and I left it in my truck, and I'm going to get it. Matter of fact, dog, can you get it for me, bro? I have one more. One more. So on my spare time, I do I do paint. Yeah, you. Oh, wow. So I got you an L.A. The L.A. actually glows in the dark. Are you serious? And then I put some Mexican flowers to 
I love you know, it. You bring out the Mexican side of you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that shit. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's amazing. That's dope. I mean, when you get in, like, so what do you do? Like, uh, once in a while you get into, like, the zone of, I mean, is this therapeutic for you? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm a Pisces. I can't stay still. I'm a Pisces, too. I can't stay still. So what's your birthday? February 19th. Mine's February 25th. Okay. But some people say I don't really act like a Pisces. <laughs> they don't know you. What do you mean? Am I am I Pisces all the way? I think so. Well, well, you just did the and all that other shit, bro. I mean, I mean what do you know, bro? I kind of saw it so when I met you, though. Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, the fact that we're understanding, we don't judge people. No. You get me? I mean, I talk a lot of shit, but like at the end of the day, you're just talking shit. I'm you're just not talking shit. Life. Like I don't, I don't like want you to suffer. I don't want. You, I'm very, I'm very. I have empathy. And sometimes it gets misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Look at this fool. <laughs> Damn, homie. Damn, fool, you're working on a car or what? Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm going to shake your hand, bro. <laughs> Go spray him down in the back. <laughs> the fuck? Nice to meet you guys. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, that's that's so. What what what? Before we, I know we kind of like we're gonna we're gonna get close to end this because I don't want to drag you too long because we both have work tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, but being a being a, I mean, do you believe in astrology? I do. Here and there, not too much. I mean, does everybody? Does it actually define most people like their birthday, their signs? I mean, does it? Does it? What do you think, it's, Casey? Uh, sometimes it does. I wouldn't say like the daily things about what you're going to do daily, but sometimes it uh, it's tough, man. Cause sometimes you like read it and you're like, wow, that is. And then, but then you're like, how the fuck does this, how does this I make sense? It, yeah. The way I see it is like it, it kind of represents the character. Yeah, exactly. Like your character. But then how? Your individual character. I never really looked. Cause what I, is your sign, bro? Capricorn. So it's like I'm a hardworking, like stern, have dark jokes. Why uh, do they, they, I, I think females that are Capricorns that got bad raps. Is that true or? Yeah, they're usually very promiscuous. Okay, yeah. And then Pisces are very like just like loyal, loving. Or they'll cry and then they'll be like, I'm sorry. Like you, like you'll fucking say some shit and they'll be like, I'm sorry, dog. What Pisces are? Yeah. I do. I do yeah, say some shit. That's what I'm saying. These motherfuckers don't even, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> But but I, I just say that because I love you, dog. No, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to ever like fucking like something because I know sometimes I can come off the like you know sometimes you just come off like the hard. You come strong. off hard and strong and stupid, and then you just catch yourself like I can go zero to ten, and then I can go back to zero. You know what I mean? And I'll just be like, Shh, see, and I, the, I was then wrong, people dog, take it my personal, bad. but it's kind of like if you don't know me fully, then you're gonna just take it personal and think I'm just a terrible person. I mean, is Pisces the best sign ever? We're dope people. <laughs> we are dope people. We are. What, what are we? What's so? I mean, besides being empath, uh, being empathetic, knowing to be, being able to admit we're, we're loving, well, we take care of our people. It's what you're doing. I take care of my people. Yeah, we do that a lot. I do that with people I work with. I do that with the kids I affiliate myself with. You know, friends. I have a small circle. So Pisces yeah. are known for being emotionally sensitive, gracious, and emotionally aware. Pisces characters are regarded for being amongst the most sympathetic of the zodiac signs, and they will do, and they will go to great lengths to ensure the happiness of those around them. They're also creative and imaginative. Yeah, 
Heard yeah, it, sir. Definitely. Yeah, I got a podcast. Unlucky has a crazy imagination. I do. I got a very outlandish uh, <laughs> imagination, but it's very it's entertaining for myself, and it's helped me through some dark times too. You know, sometimes I've just sat there in a cell and just laughed from my own thoughts. And my Sully looked down at me and just be like, this motherfucker gone. That's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Like, oh, random thought that I, you know, something from the past. Or <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, so what works for me is being in a, in a, like, free creative space. Like this right here, I'm in a free creative space. And I like to have dudes that share the same vision. Like, you know, we got this guy busting pictures. Casey's a very creative dude. Canine, we're working on his creativity. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, everybody would just come like through. the people back there. And we've got oh, Bev. Some, Bev's a very creative person. We like to bring out the creativity of people that surround I, us. I you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier to, to the guys over here, like one of our, one of my old, you know, alumni now, he used to be a tagger. Who did? But he, one of my old students. Okay. And he was a warner, just, you know, writing his name. Yeah. And I did tell him, like, so you hey, know the, keep, you know the difference, huh? Keep, I do. <laughs> keep <laughs> she that said he was a warner. Keep that off of school, you know? But little by little, I saw that he had talent. Not in just writing a name, but art. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Now. There's dudes making. And he knows fucking. who he is, so shout out to you. He's working with John Zender doing, doing murals. That's amazing. You know? I mean, and doing tattoos, you know, but it's, you know, if college wasn't for you, he's doing something with his Dude, tattoo work is the new drug dealers. So they're so fucking expensive to get a tattoo nowadays. And if you can shoot that script or shoot that black and gray or you got that, you you can move that needle and that ink, bro. Fuck, dog. Killing it. So is that how your school uh, preps for like uh, college in a way is finding how each, each individual works? Um, we get to know them personally. I mean, that my individual work, that's that's separate. That's separate. No, no, how, if I connect with how, the kid and yeah, I yeah. see, that's just me, you know. But, you know, our teachers, our counselor, everyone brings out the good in the kids. And, you know, what college will they line up to? That's that's their job. You get me? So with um, me, with it's more kids, like I'm... But, I'm but, 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 like, you recognizing the talent in a kid, right? Is it just... It, a whole, if he was in regular school, a thousand teachers would brush it off. Or of course. send them to detention. So or that's just kick them out of a school. Exactly. So that's one of your guys' like pillars is identifying what strengths your students have and being able to, I don't know if you like create curriculum for them or just tell them, hey, you're really good at this. We're going to, you know, you should look into these things. Or we're No, gonna- the curriculum is there for them. It's built for them. Definitely. Yeah. If I, you know, obviously connected with the student, I mean, I could have giving them a suspension for tagging in our restroom you get me but i'm not that person it was more like go clean it up and do something with it you know not until he graduated he actually did something with it you know we had a mural you've seen our mural on campus that was all john zender you know and we needed help you know prepping that wall and actually getting the paint the the mural on there and i brought him in like you're the person nice you know and it just started from there and yeah. I, I like to like somehow, some way, have this podcast bridge over. I mean, in a positive way, of course. I mean, not our not our you know our nonsense that we do here sometimes, and in a positive way, somehow, some way, just be able to like help you guys, benefit you guys, you know, 
um, and doing what you're doing, you know, because if I was if I was in the area, I'd most definitely have my uh, my high schooler go over there, you know, most definitely. Um, I like what you guys are doing, you know. I mean, what uh, the teachers? So all the teachers that are there, they're obviously went to school for teaching. They mm-hmm. have their credentials, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And do they? I mean, the faculty, the the teachers. I mean. They obviously, it's it can't just be a job to them. They got to believe in the system right there, exactly. right? Exactly. We don't attend like, oh, it's just a job. And yeah. even they don't see it as it's just the job. It's got to be like a culture, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I see your English teacher staying till like 6 sometimes. She's off by 3.30. Yeah. You know, but she's that dedicated. That's and amazing. I love to, I mean, I love to see it, yet I tell her sometimes like, you know, like, you gotta think of you, you know. Like, yeah, don't run yourself to the dirt because yeah. we need you in the long run. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, I get it. I mean, so in 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 at your school, what are the what are the classes the kids gotta take? Same A through G courses. Another thing that we do implement aside of um, our wellness classes are a mentor class. You know, so that's big. It's very big. You know, going back to being athletic director and going, you know literally hunting these kids for their grades, it's like they're on themselves about it. They can check their own grades every week. If they're failing a class or they see that, you know, they're close to a C or something, they they kind of feel it, like, no. And they that's their time, you know, to get their mentor in, either with their counselor or their actual teacher. If you're failing English, you go to your English teacher and figure Say, out what, can I do? what are you missing, if you're missing anything. Or what can you do to raise that grade? Well, that's technology nowadays, right? Like, that yeah. you can actually, like, go online, right? Mm-hmm. Even with you, you, your small school and, and mm-hmm. the kids can see where they're at. But we actually have a class for that. It's called a mentor class. So that's an hour of just focusing on that. Go, looking you through know? and seeing where you're yeah. at with everything and where mm-hmm. you can improve. And literally communicate. Learn to communicate. Either it's by email or direct, you know, go talk to your English teacher, see what's going on or... And same with the teacher, you know, if they see that their student is struggling with something, like you said earlier, like you need a little more one-on-one, that's their time to get that one-on-one. Wow. You know? I love that. So. I think kids should, uh, there should be like a public speaking. I think kids should have, uh, and these are probably just workshops, right? I'm just thinking out loud right now. I think what would be good for kids is to, um, like the movie Wolf of Wall Street. I think it was Wolf of Wall Street. He said, sell me this pen. I think was it Wolf of Wall Street where he said, "Sell me this pen." I don't, I don't recall. I think it was Wolf, the movie yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. He said, "Sell me this pen," you know, and the dude tried selling him the pen, and then he sold him the pen, if I remember correctly. But just little, I think that's a good workshop, you know, being able to just, like you said, communicate, mm-hmm. right? Communicate, public speaking, you know. I mean, you have to go. Sometimes you have to go into environments for job interviews, and your resume might be light, but but if 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 you're uh, you know what I mean if if the, the gift of, if you're the gift of the gab is heavy, and you're shooting that breeze, then you got it. Yeah, you might you might get it over all that that dude that pulled came in with the file cabinet right mm-hmm. with all the credentials. Yeah. I mean, I've How got interviews a good job too. I mean, a good course too or a class. I've or gotten into I've gotten so non union electrical work. You gotta you gotta meet up. You basically meet up with the owner non-union right and you and you just tell them what you're good at you sell your soul right you know 
And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but somehow, some way, I was always able to get in front of these owners of these companies and just like, so I know what they're looking at. They're looking at a bald head to do with tattoos. So I know I got to try a little harder. I know I have to, you know, have a certain tone in my voice. I ain't got to talk like a gangster. Hey, what's up, my G? Yeah, dog. I need to feed my family, bro. You know what I mean? Like, hell no. I got my fucking, we got that, we got that voice, right? That, that, that tone, the, 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 you know, the professional, however, whatever comes out to you. You know what I mean? You got to channel that and you got to shoot your shit, you know? And I, and I've been able to, you know, uh, non-union work with, with electrical shit. I mean, basically you are negotiating what you're worth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've got in and I've got some, you know, non you know, I've got some, you know, good uh, uh, wages because I was able to, you know, talk my shit. That's important. They do. Uh, you have to take speech if you go to college. You have to take a, a speech course. I mean, but at that point, it's like it's already too late. You're already like 18 and you're barely learning. Then you only take one course. You never have to do it ever again. You got to start them young, bro. On just little things, bro. Start them young and just be like, just like that little thing. Like, some of this pen, bro. Some of that juice. Some of that bag of uh, hot Cheetos right there. Why am I going to buy that bag of hot Cheetos from you instead of from this motherfucker right here? You know? Yeah. Well, because this bag of hot Cheetos, you know what I mean? You know, I, I came from fucking Africa, the motherland, where they make the hot Cheetos. I heard that something that, I, where did I hear something that they were saying that? I don't even want to get into it. Never mind. Yeah, but anyways, that's a little <laughs> off topic. But you know what, Janet? It's been amazing having you here. Thank you for stopping by. It's been fun. I mean, I knew we were just going to have you on, and we were just kind of chop it up about, you know, school and curriculum and just a mm-hmm. little bit of life, a little bit of this and that. And that's what we do, you know. Nothing crazy, nothing too heavy, you know. But uh, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, just put out there in the universe to the audience Anything you'd like to plug? I mean, feel free to. Um, well, if there are any, you know, families that are looking for a high school, especially with these hard times, you know, again, going back to these mandating, you know, of, uh, COVID shots, bring them to us. You know, bring them to LACP. And why Why are you guys, that's, that's kind of a little question I want to ask mm-hmm. before we head out. Why do you guys not implement that? The beauty of our school, again, is because we are an independent school. They don't co-parent don't, with their government. Yeah, we're not. I mean, we go based off of what the state requires. So as long as the state is not requiring it, then if we have to go based off of just, you know, maybe testing them every, every week, we're on that. You know. Are you vaccinated? I'm not vaccinated. No, you're an anti-vaxxer? I am. That's cool. And why? Why? I mean, I've kind of read about it, and I'm not, I'm not about it. Because there's I'm information not, about, like, baby fetuses and all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. Is that what they said? That's know. what they no, said. No, jab. No, jab. No, You know, jab. and another thing is, like, with, you know, someone was arguing with me on Facebook about it. Like, oh. They're like, oh, well, uh, if you go to LAUSD, it's mandated realm. to get, like, every shot since you were born. Yeah. Unfortunately. For years, But right? with us, it's like, there's families with different beliefs. They might be indigenous. They don't believe in shots, and that's fine. Just they have their TV, and that's it. You're good. I can't force you to get any shot, you know? Have you heard of the Spanish flu? The Spanish flu? No. 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 But, yeah. 
It was an old pandemic, is what you're saying. Yeah. Killed a lot of people. Killed a lot of people. If they had something to prevent it, would they have used it? Who knows? But a lot of people died over it. And they didn't, there was no social distancing. Distancing. Distancing, sorry. Ding, ding, ding. There was no, you know, people were just, there was no hand sanitizer. And, and Modern medicine? Yeah. I mean, I, even the same with polio. I mean, right? Have you gotten a flu shot before? I have. Mm. I have. Interesting. I mean, I have my shots. You know what they put in, in the flu shots? I have my shots. And see, this is why I'm against the COVID shot. And I stopped taking the flu shot. I got a really bad reaction with it. So it was, I just stopped. You know, I believe in keeping my immune system, you know, really good. And I just, I work on that. And I haven't, thank God, have not gotten sick like that, you know. I haven't gotten the flu, but it's just how you listen to my body at the end of the day. You know what they put in the flu shot? What did they put it in? <laughs> I hate to ask. <laughs> I was, gonna say I was waiting for that one too. I was like, what? what nah, I was going to say something ridiculous that I won't say it. But because um, we're trying to talk serious here now. I'm just a kid at heart, to be honest with you. You know, I just want to have fun, you know. And But sometimes he, Lucky's got to check himself and say, bro, calm your little fucking ass down, bro. 44 years old, bro. Sometimes I got to tell myself, bro, you're 44 years old. Act like it's stupid. But didn't you cross out like on your driver's license, like your your birthday year, and didn't you put an earlier birthday? Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm not I single. I thought that I, was a female I, thing. I, I mean, not, I don't do it. I'm not single, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not out there. I swear to God, I'm 28. <laughs> and they look at that like, bro, you got white out on your. <laughs> you got white out on your driver's license, stupid. <laughs> um, but it's. It's crazy. I get it. It's, med- you know it's what? medical I've, tyranny, Lucky. You know what? Let me tell you like this. I, I look at it like this. And I may be wrong a little bit, but it feels like a, people that really haven't been through too much stuff in life, they're tripping about the little shot. But cats like myself that have done every single drug in the book, been shot, been stabbed, I'm like, Shh, give me that little shot. Matter of fact, give me three of them just so I can let this motherfucker know it's going to be okay. <laughs> You know, but that's just me though, right? I'm not tripping on the little shot. I don't give a fuck what they put in that shit. You know, apparently, hey, this is a bad conversation, and a lot of people don't like this conversation because it it creates a lot of just animosity, hatred. Like, what side of the line do you stand on? Like, I personally don't give a fuck. When I got the shot, I knew I'm a guinea pig, right? I knew it. Mm -hmm. It's okay, you know. Um, And I just lost my job. What are you talking about? Well, you don't want to get into details of why you lost your job. Because you're, you're, he looks like that, but he's just another blue-collar criminal. I'm a blue-collar criminal, buddy. That's what I am. That's what I've always been. That's a whole Hang out with podcast. Roger Rabbit and all those fuckers. Well, he got caught up in some shit that well, he could have pulled back on. No, nah, not even, homie. Can you answer? What? Go, go ahead, bro. I've heard a lot of great things from that school. What and is you guys start from elementary, no? Yeah. Yeah. What is the name? Uh, sorry. What is the name of the school? Semillas de Pueblo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard of it. 
From what I've heard, it is. I mean, we've we've gotten a couple high school kids from there, but yeah. a lot of our kids actually went to like elementary, middle school, elementary with that school. Uh huh. Yeah, they do. They're very hardcore about culture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, co-host. <laughs> Thank you, youngster. He's, he, he's like, I want to add to that. No, but yeah, I've heard of it. Any other questions from the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you across the street! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Janet, it's been good. It's been fun. Likewise. We got uh, we got business to take care of tomorrow. Hopefully everything uh, just connects and it, it makes sense. And we're going to do something amazing for you guys for Christmas, man. Um, and you can share it with the world and Nilla and, you know. Yeah, most definitely we'll share it. You know I mean? We're, we're working on something uh, big. And this is in uh, conjunction with, uh, you know, with uh, their prep academy, hood stocks, a lot of beep. just... A lot, of and beep. a lot of great people coming together for the community. And that's why Janet's here. You know, what I mean, that's how I met her through a meeting that we had through these great people. And I, and we, I said, hey, you know, you want to come on the podcast? And you're just like, yeah, I'm cool. I mean, like, sometimes, I, you know, some people, I, I, you know, being the fact this podcast gets a little crazy sometimes. So I know some there might be. I mean, there hasn't really been anybody that's turned down the podcast not that I'm trying to like say that we we this and that, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be offended if somebody did, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you we from the same area, you know. We kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit, you know. We you know we've been through them things, and it ain't no thing to chill out and just have these conversations. But the last thing that I ever want to do is to give you and what you represent a bad look, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we got to stay true to what we do right here, and we like. You know, we have fun, but we keep it respectful. But we actually, uh, we try to uh, educate and light the community as much as we can. The must is our ability, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but and I, I just, love that you're giving back to the community. Yeah, you know, that's a big plan in the making. So absolutely, yeah. and I love that you you just came and and you blessed the platform with your presence and with uh, you know just a, a good conversation. I think I was the only female in that meeting. <laughs> you were the actually, only female. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of dudes there, and I, I mean, how did you show up to that meeting? I was invited through um, Mondo. That's He's dope. Behind the Highland Park and versus yeah. community. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, Mondo Medina. That's my boy right there. All right. Well, Janet, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be talking soon, and we'll be connecting, and we'll be making some great things happening soon. And um, yeah, thank you so much. And anybody that would like to, I mean, do you guys have? Uh, is there any type of like GoFundMe's? Is there anything that how people can support? Your charter school? We do, honestly. Like donations? Yeah, like, uh, anything. Sponsorship? Anything. Follow us on um, on Instagram, LACP Academy. We're active there as well. Any events we have going on, it's all on there. Okay, so cool. So follow us through there and, yeah. That's dope. Everybody, link, give, it, yeah. Everybody give it up for Janet. We are out of here. You guys have a good week. Safe week, man. Holidays coming up, baby. Yeah. Love you, motherfucker.